Okay, if you're getting up there in age, maybe you're wondering, why do I always feel tired? Why am I always tired? Well, it turns out there might be a reason for that. Your body is telling you something. A just-released study says how long older adults sleep has got a big, big impact on brain health. And for more on that, let's welcome in Dr. Atal Kular, sleep expert from the University of Alberta, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Doctor, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Appreciate the uh, time. Uh, first off, can you kind of go through this uh, study for us? What is this link between older adults, their sleeping habits, and brain health? Sure, and I think you nailed it, uh, Jeff. It's If you are sleeping, your body's telling you something. If you feel tired and you're not sleeping. What this study showed, if you sleep too little or even sleep too much, um, that could be damaging for your brain cognition. And with a focus on sleeping too little, was very detrimental under six hours. Seven to eight was, you know, the best sort of sweet spot, as they say, uh, that things are probably going well from a brain point of view. And if you were sleeping too much, the association wasn't as strong, but that also led to some problems as well. Okay, so what happens in the brain and with brain health when we're getting night after night too little sleep? Well, you know, we don't know all the little mechanisms, and a lot of this is simply risk factors, but really what this study showed is they had higher rates of sort of, you know, brain protein that's linked to cognitive decline and Alzheimer's. All right, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, you got to find that sweet spot because on the other side, actually too much sleep is also not necessarily great for your uh, brain health. Is that kind of like uh, when you exercise, there's a right amount of exercise and that uh, you can actually exercise it too much? Um, the uh, relationship's a little more complicated than that, but, you know, it could also be that having too much sleep is indicative of another problem, as is having too little sleep. So they also looked at, you know, you could be more depressed, you could have a higher body mass index. You know, it's tough to say what's chicken or egg, but, you know, if you're not in that sleep sweet spot, you know, your overall health may need to be looked at for multiple dimensions. All right, and talk to us a bit about the sleep in that sweet spot. Even though you're getting the recommended uh, hours, is that, is that all that's to it, or is there more? Uh, the quality of sleep, uh, I would think that that would matter as well. Absolutely. So, you know, I think there's two things. You know, if you're not getting enough sleep because you're voluntarily sleep-depriving yourself, you should change that. But if you are getting the right amount of sleep or something is keeping you, uh, something is keeping you from getting that sleep or sleeping more, that needs to be checked out. And then the third thing is if you are sleeping that seven, eight hours and not feeling restored, it definitely needs to be investigated because, as you said, Jeff, it might be the quality of sleep is off. And even though you are getting the right amount. Okay, what throws off our quality of sleep? I mean, I can go to bed and uh, go to bed at 10 and uh, say to myself, yes, I'm going to get seven hours. I'm not getting up to like 5 or 5.30 uh, in the morning, but you're absolutely right. And I think uh, many of us have felt this. Sometimes you get up from what is a, a good length of time in bed, but you don't feel refreshed. You don't feel ready for the day. What is it that uh, makes for a disruptive sleep? Yeah, and, you know, the, there's a laundry list of things. It can be, you know, things such as sleep apnea, things like medications, medical concerns, mental health issues. It can also be just you're not sleeping at your optimal time. You know, you're going to bed too late or you're going to bed too early. Um, you haven't got enough sleep. You know, the, you know, the list is long. But, you know, I think isolating it, the first step is to get enough sleep. 
been in that sweet spot. And the second step is, if it's not restored, start looking at the other factors, such as medications, mental health, or other problems, and get it reviewed with your doctor or be referred to a sleep clinic to get further sort of investigation of why you're so tired. What about routine? How important is routine when it comes to sleep? And I think they sometimes refer to this as maybe sleep uh, hygiene. Is it important that you go to bed at roughly the same time each and every night? Does that make for a better quality sleep? It's more important to get up around the same time. Uh, Obviously, bedtime is important, but I think it's really, you know, there are some sleep detrimental behaviors, and that is sort of, you know, using electronics in bed. Uh, Caffeine itself, it may not keep you from sleeping, but it's not a good quality of sleep if you have it too close to the bed period. Alcohol as well, you know, sometimes cannabis, you know, in, in certain amounts, you know, both these things can create a poor quality of sleep, but definitely routine uh, is a first step um, to try and improve the quality of your sleep. And it really helps the doctor out, um, Jeff. If, you know, you are doing all the right things and you're still tired, you know, more thing, things need to be investigated further. Alcohol, caffeine, scrolling on the Internet, scrolling on my phone, those are like three of my most favorite things. <laughs> and, and you know what do them a little bit earlier okay be the best way to preserve your sleep <laughs> well i was gonna ask you how bad is it because so many people do that they uh, you know check their emails or they just endlessly uh, scroll uh, in bed before uh, bedtime and there's been uh, a few studies when it comes to uh, the light from cell phones uh, right or smartphones and what that does to your sleep quality yeah, and it's not so much the light has a small effect, but it's more the activation of your brain when you're scrolling through and responding to the social media post. That activation is probably more disruptive. And I think the important thing to realize, uh, Jeff, is we all have a threshold point, you know. Um, and um, if you have pretty healthy sleep, yeah, you can get away with these things, right? If you're feeling rested, then that's fine. But, you know, as we age, you know, our sleep becomes uh, a little more fragile, per se. Um, because of the number of things that uh, aging and m- medical conditions, these sorts of things. So a routine and these sort of sleep behaviors um, become more critical as we age. Yeah, why is that, by the way? And that's something circling back to this uh, study that kicked off our conversation that they looked at and found with older adults, not only sleep linked to brain health, but uh, also for older adults, you tend to have a more disruptive sleep. And I'm in my early 50s, and I'm finding that more and more that I'm more often than not kind of waking up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'm able to get back to sleep, sometimes uh, I'm not. Uh, why is that uh, more prevalent in older adults? There's a number of reasons. They haven't fully delineated it, but the things that they know is you don't rebound as well. Um, the pressure to go to sleep after you haven't slept isn't as great. Um, perhaps it can be hormone secretion. You don't get as much of that deep, restful sleep and you're more likely to sort of be knocked out of it. So those are normal aging processes. But what they've shown really is, although aging does do that, it's more all the other things that accumulate. You know, the bad habits you've always had, you can't get away with. You know, the more medications you take, uh, the more medical medical or mental health issues actually have a bigger role in disrupting your sleep as you age uh, versus just aging. I'd be interested in your take, uh, doctor, about disruptive uh, sleep. If you can't get back to sleep, is it uh, better just to get up and go read for a little while, uh, do something, then try to return, or just kind of tough it out and just lay there and hope you fall back to sleep? 
Yeah, so, you know, and that's always the, the debate. The, the first, I, I Don't tough it out, right? You know, we all get up a few times a night. You know, it's actually fairly normal for most people, especially as they age. You know, give yourself a brief period to try to get back to sleep. But if you just said, as you said, if you start getting frustrated, annoyed, irritated, get up. But I think the key is to do something that might put you back to sleep, like sit quietly, watch something boring, read something boring. Like, don't sit there and struggle. That is one of the worst things you can do. Sleep is lie in bed awake. Uh, But do try for a few minutes. But if that frustration starts creeping in, leave the bed and do something quiet and give yourself another shot. Can I just say the only thing more frustrating than not being able to fall back asleep is waking up five minutes before your alarm goes off. Those are the two (laughs) things right there. Uh, when we talk about this uh, study and this uh, survey and linking uh, brain health to uh, sleep, do you feel as if uh, sleep is becoming more and more important to uh, people and uh, individuals and I guess uh, society as a whole? Because I think a lot of people used to wear that as a badge of honor. Oh, I only need four or five hours sleep. But as we see more and more through research how important sleep is to our overall health and our brain health, uh, I think there's a bit of a paradigm shift going on now. I would agree with you, Jeff. And, uh, you know, there's a great paradigm shift. They're seeing it as it's a biological marker. We spend a third of our life doing it, and it's a really important part, and it needs to be valued. Now, um, I think, uh, you know, a lot of media and health is valuing it, but I don't think uh, the same can be said at time for workplaces, right? And um, other, you know, um, other sorts of issues such as schools, you know, and these sorts of things. it's It's a bit of mixed messaging right now. Sleep has definitely been clearly shown to link to all these things. Um, And if you don't sleep enough, you actually can gain a lot of weight. But putting in the systems and the places and the work environments to promote sleep, I still think I've fallen a bit behind. All right. Doctor, really appreciate the conversation and the time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. Take care, Jeff. Have a good afternoon. You too. Dr. Atal Kalar, sleep expert from the University of Alberta on this new survey, this new study just released, linking the amount of sleep in older adults to brain health. And we're back after this break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.